ladies, we're going to go ahead and get started. And so let's start every meeting the way we should. Take a deep breath in if you don't mind. If you are not driving, just close your eyes. Do me a favor, pick your shoulders up, roll them back and press them down. Do that one more time. Take a deep breath in, roll them up, press them down. Let your head just draw to one side. Feel that release of tension I'm hoping in your neck and then the other side. So whatever has happened today, whatever's already gone on, I want you just to put it aside. Take off anything that hinders. Take a deep breath in, breathe in Jesus's glory and his goodness. And I want you to exhale anything negative, anything you're worried about, anything that's just kind of bugging you. One more time, just breathe in Jesus. And let's exhale. Jesus, I love you so much. God, thank you for this time. Thank you for these ladies. Thank you for these men. Thank you for you, Jesus. Thank you for coming and dying for us. Thank you that we can come together, no matter our backgrounds, our histories, the areas of the world we're in, the things we're doing, our age, our likes or dislikes, Lord God, and we can completely come together on you. Thank you for this community, Jesus. Please forgive me of my sins. I want nothing to ever come in between, Lord God. Anytime I pray, Lord, you are holy and we are not. I know that, but through you, God, we can be clean. Jesus, I lift up today. As we come to you, just wanting to be close, wanting to have this community, but Lord, most of all, become closer to you. Try to be better moms, wives, friends, business women, sisters, and all the above. Jesus, just show us a better way. Remind us, if not every day, every hour, who you are and that we can do all things through you. I love you. I lift up Ronnie as he'll come in just a second to speak to us, but I also lift up our babes retreat. Lord God, as we're building up for that, I just pray you just just, you know, block the evil one, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, pour your blood all over this situation, prepare the hearts and let this be just such an amazing event that you will get all the glory and we will walk away with exactly what we need. In your name I pray, amen. All right, you guys, real fast before Ronnie speaks, we just have a few very small housekeeping things to do. We're doing new studies in July, if you so choose. We have two new things Michelle's gonna tell us about real fast. But you have two opportunities to kind of get right in your head. Um, we're focusing July on fear and anxiety, just because so many of us and even just our world is about that. You know, oh, I'm so anxious. What about this? And, and our children and, and our friends and, and that we want to just, I'm sorry, I'm not talking to you. Um, we want to just stick to what God tells us and how to fight all of that with the word of Jesus. So Michelle, why don't you tell us real fast what we got going on? And then we're going to... Um, share Ronnie. And by the way, Ronnie, this is Michelle. I'm sorry. My people are very unattractive. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> okay, ladies, the first one we're going to do when I think everyone on here, I think everybody is going to be doing the study with us. We will be starting July 1st. I will make a small group. Um, get out of your head. Our first night will be Wednesday, led by our beautiful Suzanne. So this is going to be our first study. And if you are not part of a small group and it is a study that you want to do with us, we're going to end the first week of August. Please feel free to contact me um, through Facebook or you can text me. And the next one, I'm so excited. So regardless if you are in a small group or not, if you are a babe or if you're a babe that has even one friend, I'm going to encourage you to share this with your friends, with your family. I gave it to all three of my kiddos. They're all adults. And I said, I want you to do this with mama. So we'll see how that goes. But what we're doing is we're going to, like Mindy said, focus on fear and anxiety. So 
you will get a sheet. Delana will be sending that out through emails and all the different channels that we have. And I'm going to show you an example of what it's going to be. It's something that I do already. So it's a scripture writing plan. So you'll have a day. I know this isn't the one we're doing, but you'll have a day and I'll say day one and I'll tell you scriptures to write. So what I have, I have a lot of notebooks just target at the school year. I just buy a whole gaggle of them. And then, so I just kind of do each day, I write the scripture verse. And so I write that down. And then me personally, I take a verse and I really focus on it and I pray on it. So getting you in the scripture every day is our goal and have you actually writing scripture. And I know I'm talking super fast. I want Ronnie to be able to get in here without, um, wasting too much of his time. But I want to share this Bible. This is one I absolutely love. Yes, I have lots of Bibles. This one is an uh, ESV and is called an illuminated Bible. It is so beautiful. So whenever I do my Bible writing, you can use any Bible. You can use your phone. But something for me, it's all gold plated. And it actually just has all these beautiful pictures and they're all gold. So when I do my scripture writing, I only use this Bible. I have other Bibles that I use for different things. So I'm just going to encourage you before you start, just pray for the Holy Spirit to fill you for God to show you what he wants you to see. And everyone, every babe, and like I said, inviting you to at least have one friend, one family member that you give this to as well to be in the scriptures with us. Okay. That's all I have, ladies. Wonderful. That That is it. You guys, and we will send out more information on that. I know that was kind of fast, um, but we simply want uh, you to know we have so many opportunities for you to be a part. Um, I do not want to delay this anymore, but we do have some things to talk about at the end. If you have to hop off, it's being recorded. Don't worry. We're going to get by the emails, the text. It's going to be on all of our channels, like Michelle said. But I would like to introduce our speaker, Ronnie. I'm going to pin you with me, so then, like, we can be like, you know, uh, oh, yes. just like buddies, like talking. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure you're next door because I see your backdrop there. Yep. So we, I should just come over. Is really what I should do. <laughs> um, you guys, um, I just want to introduce Ronnie, and I want to give him so much time to speak because I love, love, love him, and and I honestly think I'm trying to cry, but I also think of his family as my family. We, I love his boys. I love his wife. I love him. And if you were gracious enough to listen to Lee's celebration or watch it, Ronnie pastored that church. I mean, and I think he was totally frightened at all the things that were said that day. Uh, like, you know, it just, it went crazy, but it was so beautiful and so God glorifying and so much fun. But he is not only our friend, he is the pastor of Koinonia Christian Church. He's a doctor now and he gets... So, so, so many things. When I asked him to come on, he was like, I would love to. I, I will give you all the channels where you can find him and see him and his Instagram alone or just little excerpts from, you know, uh, uh, different sermons and things. Y'all, his outfits alone are worth watching the excerpts from <laughs> from the uh, his Instagram. But I, I, we wanted to him to come on just to give us a word as a pastor, as a friend, as a husband. Um, as a as a father and as someone who loves Jesus more than anything. So, Ronnie, without further ado, I'll take me off. And anything else you want to add, go for it. I'll remove me. All right. It's all you. Okay. Uh, Bible babes. Um, Mindy, I'm going to have to start calling you in the morning just to hear you repeat. All, and this is recorded. So I, this is documented of everything that you just said. 
Yes. Um, so watch your mouth. <laughs> so, ladies, I am uh, absolutely excited. Um, when Mindy shared with me about this ministry, this movement, I mean, I was just kind of blown away by it. And and I and, and I saw something on when Mindy posted a deal on I on Instagram about waiting, the purpose in waiting. It kind of sparked something that I wanted to kind of share. And um, I, I'm I'm not long winded. I'm going to be really quick actually. And if there happen to be any discussion or questions you guys may have for me to clarify, I mean, I can hang on for that as well. But this is, Mindy, um, anytime you ask anything of me and my family, just consider it um, done unless Jesus does a surprise visit, then I have to cancel, okay? Um, you guys are all familiar with, with that text, um, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Well, in this thing of waiting, the first thing I want to share that when, when a text says those who wait upon the Lord, it's not talking about those who wait up on God, like waiting up on God, like white walk, looking on you, looking at your watch, and okay, God, hurry, yeah. hurry. This, this this is not the waiting that that scripture has uh, in mind. That scripture, waiting upon the Lord, is talks about it's a waiting upon the Lord, almost a waiting inside of God. The Hebrew text says that, uh, Hebrews 4, that um, we can enter into God's rest. Well, that's talking about, there is a place, and I know it sounds ex ab absolutely absurd, but there is a place where you can wait upon God that instead of impatience, you have peace. And usually that takes the humility of understanding when you've done all that you could do, and there's nothing else that you can do, but wait upon him. And because you trust him so much, it's a peaceful wait. I mean, it, I, it's like it's like the world could be going absolutely bananas and people around you look like you're not losing your mind. It's because you kind of came into that place of rest and you so trust him because of his track record. So he's the same God right now as he was back then when you met him. And oftentimes we forget what God has already done. And we tend to think that God has ran out of blessing. He's ran out of power. He's ran out of whatever. But he does. God gives us a place to rest in him and wait in him. And so here's what I want to kind of use as a, a backdrop. So here's what I want to talk about, guys. Jesus. How about that? Jesus was 12 years old when it's documented that he knew what his purpose was. They found him at the temple. Um, he, he, he ditched Mary and Joseph. And they, they caught up to him at the temple and said, like, like, you little kid, why are you, why did you ditch us? Why X, Y, Z? And Jesus says, did you not know that must be about my father's business? So we know he was 12 at the time. And so at least by 12, we knew that Jesus had an understanding of what his purpose was by age 12. Now, we know he's God and man, so it's likely he knew prior to that. But we know, we know biblically that by age 12, he knew. He had a bigger call. Now, what's intriguing, the text says in Luke 2.51, that even though Jesus acknowledged this big call on his life, this big purpose on his life, Luke 2.51 says that he went back and submitted to his parents. Even though Jesus knew he had this, 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 this big call, this big thing, he was the son of God, the savior of the world. He, at from 12 to 30, for the next 18 years, he lived in submission to his parents. And the Bible says that he earned favor 
amongst men. Now, now that's intriguing because with Jesus doing this, the trade that he took up was as a carpenter. Why? Because his stepfather, Joseph, was a carpenter. Now, there's a whole sermon in that right there because I believe that that being a stepdad is a call from God. I believe that being a stepdad is something that God chooses men to be stepfathers to children, just as he chose Joseph. Joseph was chosen to be Jesus' stepfather. Joseph was getting stewardship to raise a son. And that'll preach all day long right there, ladies. But that's not my message. He So with, with him, for 18 years, has, a, has acknowledged big call, yet we see him submitted. So big shout out to the ladies on this Zoom call where there's a season where God has called you to submit. Sometimes we, we've so bastardized the word submission into something of, of, of weak or something. No, it takes strength to submit. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that, that Jesus was equal to God in every way, but submitted unto him and not found in robbery to be called equal, to not be called equal with God. So submission, we know from a bit from a Christocentric perspective, Submission is a thing of strength and godliness. So big shout out to ladies that have had to find themselves in situations where they, have, 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 they were strong enough to submit when God has called them to do so. Here's what's crazy about this. He submitted to something that was not his primary call. He knew that there was more, but he was a good steward of the season of submission. Bible babes. In 18 years, for 18 years, Jesus committed to a call that was not his primary call. It wasn't until he he hit 30, baptized in Jordan, when, when the father put the microphone from heaven and said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. It wasn't until age 30, they started his public ministry as reported by the Bible. Then for the next three years, he walked in his purpose as savior of the world. Now, so for three years, he walked in his purpose, okay? That means the first 30 years, he submitted to a good, it was nothing wrong with being a carpenter. It was nothing wrong with being a son, nothing wrong with any of that. But for 30 years, he submitted to something that he knew that was something more inside of him, but he never complained during the 30 years. He was a good steward of the season of waiting. 30 years of submitting, 30 years of committing to a call that was not his primary call. And then for three years, he walked in his primary call. Three is a tenth of 30. So he did, you you can call that a tithe of his life. God did with a tithe of his life all that he needed to. God did not need 30 for him to fulfill his purpose. Here's what I'm trying to say, ladies. When God saw, when Jesus was a good steward of the 30, God blessed them with a tithe. There are ladies, so many ladies, so many women, men too, but especially my my sisters, feel as though that there's something God has called them to that's bigger than what they're doing. Yes, you're great moms. Some of you are married. Some of you are entrepreneurs. Some of you are doing these things or just being a friend. And you you, you feel that I'm doing all this stuff, but God, you've called me to more. 
You, when do I get to do this other thing you've placed in my heart? When do I get to walk into this other thing? Because right now I'm 30, I'm 40, I'm 50, I'm 60 years, 60 years young. When do I step into this other thing that you call me to do? And God is trying to say, hey, I can do it with a tenth of the time you've done. You spent doing, doing the other thing. In three years, Jesus accomplished everything that he did not even step into the first 30 years. And, and, and so the question is, when, how do I know it's time to step into this God thing? When, how do I know? So, so Pastor Gorns, that makes sense. And I, and, and I, I love my life. I'm not complaining, but, but, but if I just be honest, there's something more that I feel God has called in my life. I feel like I've given everybody my best except me. When do I get an opportunity to experience the bigger thing? And, and not saying bigger as in, as in these other things are not big, but there's this other thing that God has put in your heart that you really want to walk into as well. Jesus knew for 18 years for sure. And it wasn't that God spoke. That, that Jesus said, okay, now let me go and get these disciples, let me go save the world. So how do you know when is when there is going to be a point an indelible point in your life where god speaks it may not be through a microphone it may be through bibles babes with babes it may be through this through this organization it may be through this ministry that god affirms some things in your life that he's been whispering in and one day during bible with babes wait a minute god that's it that, that that's the thing he and he could speak in a small voice he could, he could speak in a vision he could speak in his direct through his word but it will be a point where there be there will be no mistakes about it that this is god right here right now and then at that point it's time to leap it's time to jump and trust god to catch it i was i went i took some kids um we, we, we i started a rwd stem academy and i, I took some kids to this track and field qualifying event over in Fort Worth, this big field they built. And so the best athletes in the world, um, track athletes, they were at this event trying to qualify for Tokyo. So I took a group of young people that was watching them run. I mean, these people's, a track athlete's body is freaking unfair. I'm looking at these people like, that's, did someone draw y'all? I mean, how did that work? Anyway, so they were getting ready to do one of the qualifiers for the the uh, 100-yard dash. And so I'm sitting there, 100-meter dash. I'm sitting there, and the, the athletes, the guys, they all line up. No, it was a, the women. They all line up. And I, I saw them prior stretching and kind of getting loose and stuff like that. And so I saw these women. They line up. They get in the block. They get ready to take off. I hear the gun, but then everybody stopped running about 15, 20 meters, and had to return back to the block. I'm like, what's going on? And I noticed one of the ladies did not return to her starting point. She walked off the tra- walked off the track and started putting her clothes back on. I'm like, what happened? Because I saw her stretching. I saw her with the intense look. I saw the focus. And, and these people have been preparing for years for this moment. This is the moment. This, this is why that this what they've been waiting for right here, right now. 
So I asked the guy next to him, I said, man, why are they, why is that young lady, why she just stepped off the track? He said, because she scratched. I said, what is that? He said, he said, well, if you jump before the gun goes off, you're disqualified. I said, but she only got one shot? Like Eminem, you only get one shot. I said, she only, she only got one chance? He said, yeah, you get one chance. If you scratch, if, if you jump too soon, all that work goes down the drain. Oh, goodness. The track athlete who expects to compete for the goal, who expects to go further, who expects to go to the next level, not only has spent a lot of time preparing and training their body and, and, and all of that, but they have, have also trained their mind. Watch this. They have to practice waiting. They have to practice not jumping too soon because they jump too soon. It's all over. They have they can't pay attention to the runners that to their left or to their right. Because if that runner flinches, they may flinch and jump. And so they have to tune out everybody and listen to the one with the authority that says go. I talked to a good friend of mine in Lansing, Michigan, um, Coy Boyer. He was a big-time track athlete for, 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 um, for Michigan State. And I told him about this experience. He said, yeah, man. Um, that's just how it goes. He said, I treat, I teach my athletes right now. Yeah, we can do all the running and the, and the, and the, and the, all the, um, the conditioning, but I spend a lot of time with them, teaching them how to listen for the go. I said, <laughs> he taught them, he conditioned them how to listen for the go. And Bible babes, that's my prayer for you guys that you listen for the go. Listen for the go, not from your peers, not from IG, who Instagram, not from social media. A lot of times people be lying anyway on, on social media. And so it's, it's not about who you see. It's not about what you heard. It's not about even what you saw growing up. Because what Jesus started, what Jesus started doing at 30, Joseph didn't teach him. Don't miss this. Mary and Joseph did not teach him how to be the savior of the world. They did not know what the call was. Jesus knew, but they didn't fully know. And many of you on this phone call, you have gotten discouraged because people around you didn't know what God told you. And you did not grow up. People did not raise you, train you according to what God was preparing you to do. And sometimes people, you can't blame people from not hearing what God told you. So sometimes you may not even get the amen and the and the, and the standing ovation from family members or peers. Why? Because they don't know what God told you. They have no idea the things God's been telling you since you were in junior high school. There's certain things God's been whispering to you and he's always so, he's been telling you that there was more to it when there was nothing left. There was nothing physical to look at, but in your heart, you knew there was more. When people thought you were done, mm-hmm. they thought they could stick a fork in you. God said, no, I'm just, I'm just getting stuff out the way. Because yeah. sometimes we can't hear. I'll tell you another thing, I, and this, this is free. This is my, one of my pastoral parenthetical pauses. This is, you can jot this one out. This is really good stuff. Pretty good stuff. Success can be overrated at times. Success, you know, the devil can give stuff to. Yeah. 
sometimes, and some people in this phone call can identify, it's hard sometimes to hear from God on a full stomach. Ooh. Yeah. There is a there is a, a young lady who needed help. Single mom. She had three kids. And she needed help paying her light bill. She her light bill was, it was about, the lights about to get cut off in the house and, and she didn't know, know what to do. And if any of you guys, many knows, I'm like a, a, I'm like a softy when it comes to benevolence. I was raised by a single mom. So I'm, I mean, that's, that, that's like a no brainer for me. But for whatever reason, God did not nail my heart to pay this lady's um, light bill. And I was, I was really kind of tripping on this, like, like why but I, I knew that it wasn't the thing to do and God spoke to my heart he spoke to my heart that don't pay the light bill because I'm waiting for her in the dark Whew. and sometimes people can't see God with the lights on Sometimes he's waiting in the in the uncomfortable place. The place. Sometimes he's waiting in that place of tension. And so, for any ladies on this on this on this on this Zoom call right now, sometimes God will move distractions. He'll move things so we can have your undivided attention. And it may be at that time when you're getting ready to hear your go. You're getting ready to hear your now. And so, in the waiting upon God, in this in the season that we're talking about waiting. I'm just, just don't look at the time. Don't look at your age. Don't look at how much time has passed because he can do it in a tenth. Yes. He can do it in less than a tenth. I'm talking about God can turn some stuff around. Does anybody on this Zoom call, can you identify when God did it suddenly? I mean, I mean, the stuff that you thought you had to plot and plan and all this good stuff, God said, hey, that's you. But when I get ready, I'm going to open up, I'm going to open up the resources. I'm going to give you the network. I'm going to give you the backing. I'm going to give you everything you need. And why is that important? Because when I give it to you, you won't be able to point to no one but me. Yeah. Now you would truly be able to say, had it not been for God on my side, oh, where would I be right now? Yes. Ladies, what I want to do, um, I want to be careful not to go more than um, um, uh, 10 minutes um, with, with speaking because I want to make I want to see if there's anything that any of you ladies on the on the live I mean, on the on the on the um, Zoom, any questions or comments you guys have before I wrap this up. Uh, Mindy, I'll turn it over to you to moderate any questions that they may have. Yeah, sure. You, you guys, if you want to type the question in, that's probably the easiest. So we don't have to unmute and all that stuff. But I, I want to say that I have, I mean, I'm living proof of exactly what you're talking about. And it's just like, it's like when you say it like that, it's like my brain went immediately to that time. Um, as people are typing in, um, one of the things I think that's probably resonating in our brains as it is mine is, yes, yes. How can I wait well better? Like, how can I, you know, it, it's like, it's one thing to struggle. It's another thing to struggle well, you know, with Jesus by our side. It's one thing to wait. It's nothing to wait well. Like, what about that? Well, uh, it, it kind of comes back, and I know it's going to sound super churchy, but it, it kind of comes back to faith and trust. 
I mean, have you guys ever been, have you ever had some, have you ever been, had kids in the car and you're on your way somewhere and every three minutes they ask you, are we there yet? Yeah. They ask you questions about kind of, it's almost as if you're like, wait a minute now, I'm driving. I told you where we're going. Just trust I know the way. Yeah. Uh, you know, how would, oh, how, brother. How would guys, yeah. amen. I mean, I mean, how, how would, I think, how would you guys feel if your child, if every time they come home and they get ready to turn the lights on, they said, oh, I just really hope this light comes on. I really hope this switch works. Because if they're concerned about the, the light switch comes on, that is your job to make sure the electricity is on, not theirs. And so when it comes to this waiting, you, it, it's, it's a mindset of saying, is God, I've done my part. I've done all I've known I know how to do. Now, if it doesn't work, I'm not tripping. I'm more thankful because the last thing I want to do is be successful in something that you've not called me to. Yes. And so now here comes the humility and thinking that, you know what? Just maybe it's an impossibility that I'm asking God for something that God knows is not the best thing for me. Mm-hmm. You see, I'm impatient. I'm pouting on the things when I feel that I know what's best for me. Yeah. And some of you guys know right now, there's some things that we prayed for. We thank God he didn't give us. Yes. And so I think, I think when it comes to the, the how you wait, it is, it's, it's really God is now on you. It's, it, it's your show to run. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a squirrel. You just, I'm just a squirrel trying to give a nut, God. This, this is all your world. You, I've done my part. The rest is is on you. So I think, Mindy, it really comes down to a point of, do you really trust that God has your best interest in mind? Whew. Ladies, questions, comments, thoughts, write them in now. Okay. Can, you, can you read that from Lena? Yeah, because I have a hard time differentiating between trusting in God's timing and personal responsibilities and laziness. Oh, my goodness. You know... <laughs> I, 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 that, that is such a great question because we've been conditioned um, with this Rihanna theology of work, 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 work. We, we, we've been, we've been conditioned with this. That is that the most godly thing to do is to work seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And that could not, that's actually antithetical to what the Bible teaches because the Bible teaches about rest. Um, if you read the scriptures, Matthew 14, especially, Jesus oftentimes went to get rest. And, and, and when, we, when we take upon ourselves that we have to work, 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 work all the time without the rest, we're really showing who most of our dependence is on. It's on our ability to work and not on his ability to perform. And so I say when, when it comes to that balance, I think you come from a really good place and work ethic, but it's not laziness to take a nap. That makes you human. And it's, and, and it's actually, it's not, it's not good stewardship when you work, work, work your body and not rest it. I mean, Mindy is in, is in the, um, the, uh, the health and wellness field. I mean, she can preach a sermon about, hey, you can work out, work hard, but you got to get some rest. Because if you don't get no rest, you're not giving your body time to kind of recover from the hard workout. And so I would just share with you, just, just you, you, you know that, you're, that you need a nap. When you see other things around you outside that primary thing starting to suffer, you know you're working too much 
when you see other things around you starting to suffer because you're so tunnel vision on that on that one thing. God will never have you to work so hard. And then your health takes a hit for it. Now you, you have anxiety. Um, you can't sleep at night. You got, you got hives. I mean, your blood pressure is high. Um, relationships are suffering. I mean, you may be trying to do a little bit too much. If you guys have time, um, go to the corner.cc, look under our sermon archives and look at the sermon. It's entitled, Won't You Sit Down Somewhere? <laughs> it's called, Won't You Sit Down Somewhere? And that is talking about just what we're saying, when is the time to sit down and when's the time to kind of rest? I would share with you also this really briefly before we take another question. Anytime you've experienced anything traumatic, take a rest, take a break. Anytime if life hits you in the throat with something, take a break. Is You're human. When Jesus' cousin, John, passed away, when Jesus' brother John passed away, the Bible says when Jesus found out that John had been beheaded in Matthew 14, it said Jesus went away to be alone. You know, he and John were, to, were, were together since they were kids. I mean, before they were born, Elizabeth was John's mom. Mary was Jesus' mom. They were close. And now, all the repeat with cornelia.cc. That's yeah. And so, and so it's okay to rest. Now, Here's what happens with a lot of strong Christians. What happened with us at times is we get frustrated that when we have a lot going on and people still come to us for help, we're like, listen, man, I, I can't help you because I need help. Well, let me just share with you guys is being leaders. Oftentimes what happens, God would hide our weaknesses so we can be strong for those who are weaker. God will oftentimes hide our weaknesses so that we can be that strength for those who are weaker. In other words, um, you, you guys are, you know, God, when a person looks at you, Michelle, they say, oh, Michelle is just a rock star. She has super faith. Well, that person is a babe in Christ and they need a tangible expression for what they want to be. So they're not going to see the things that you still cry about. They're not going to see the times when you don't you all these questions. You don't know which way is up. God will shake. God will hide those weaknesses because he needs you to be something stronger for someone else. And that's OK. So don't feel as though it's unfair. Think of like this. God loves me so much. He's not he's not letting other people see me sweat because I mean too much to them. Now, there's a there's a time to bleed. But you guys know you should do, that you don't bleed down. You bleed here. With with um, with babes for the Bible, you bleed here with with your with your contemporaries. But there are other people that you're discipling. You can't bleed in front of them because you just discourage them. That was that was a long answer to that um, to that question. That was actually amazing, and I think that probably hit a lot of us in the things that we do and the people we have around us. How about one more question, ladies? You may want to uh, write one in or a comment is fine too, and it's okay if you don't. I know Ronnie's scary. Oh yes, my girl. Go for it. You'll see. You know, for like the last three months or so, for a while, I have not been able to get on this call. My meetings at work, everything's conflicting. Schedules have been crazy. And today that you were going to be on this call, I had a meeting at the same time that got canceled. God wanted me to be on this call so that I can hear this message. God knew that I needed to hear from you. And I just wanted to say thank you because I needed to hear that it was okay to rest. That it was okay to struggle well and be around my sisters. Thank you. 
Yes. And, and you know, what's interesting is that um, I have a new computer and it's Ronnie, you got to come see it. It's pink. It's gorgeous. And so favorite. Uh, I get on here all the time. You know, I've been on it, I don't know, a week now or so, and I couldn't get on today. Hmm. And you know what I said? Get behind me in the name of Jesus Christ. Get out of here. You have no place. I couldn't get on. I couldn't get on, which to me, those things I'm always like, I've done this enough to know, okay, he didn't, he don't want us to talk about this. stuff. he doesn't want that. So I just called Delaine. I called her and I got my phone. I said, come on, God found a way to get on via my phone and then pulled it up here, which is just so weird. Cause I get on all the time. You know what I mean? Like I'm rocking this pink computer these days. And I'm like, why is it right now? I can't get on. So, I mean, that to me just solidifies you guys, this is something we are supposed to do. Yes, Ronnie was supposed to speak, but as women, as Christians, and this is just a fraction of all of the babes, we have to not cease meeting together. For some of us, this is our only church. For some of us, this is our only real community with zero judgment, non-drama you know, drama women that is who we're supposed to be in Christ. Um, you know, besides the fun kind of drama with hair and lashes and shoes and stuff. But it's like, we. this is how important this is. And Yossi, that's exactly what why you're here you know what i mean it was that time to hear what it is you need to hear ronnie i love i love y'all so much yes sir what were you gonna say well what i was gonna say in that you know right now there's there's gonna be a season where one of the the babes you know may not have a good season and they may become distant and and some of us have been through seasons of bitterness and stuff along those lines because you know life can be tough Mindy, I just want to kind of charge you guys to don't give up on the person who may have a season of bitterness due to tough times when they may not want to be bothered. You know, if, if there's someone that you guys notice aren't on the call, they may have some stuff going on. Reach out to them, call them. Don't just, well, I yeah. guess they're not, they're not, they're not here. So no, some people need a touch. They need accountability. And if, if, if life plays unfair, they may not want to be bothered, but they need to be ministered to. Think about and think about Ruth. I mean, in, in 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 the book of Ruth, she she straight up, not Naomi straight up told Ruth, "Don't follow me. Yeah, go back home. I mean, call me Mara because God has dealt bitter bitterly with me." She said, "Go home. I have nothing for you. I don't want to be bothered with you." I love what Ruth said. Ruth said, "Ask me to never leave you, or to return from following you." For you go, I will go. Your God is my God. And so she did not give up on on Naomi because Naomi was bitter and Naomi did not want to be bothered. So ladies, if this is a family in a community, I I think you guys should all get like two prayer partners, accountability partners. And that anytime you don't see your your prayer partner, your accountability partner, you call to make sure that the enemy is is not hitting them in the throat. Because Naomi had a lot to happen, lost her son, lost her husband, and now she's poor, she has no inheritance, all this. And so sometimes you just don't want to be bothered. And you don't want to see all the churchy, the churchy. No, but you need, women need women. And we're in such a, I think the enemy has done such a, uh, a, 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 a an evil job of making women not trust women. Right. We're in a culture where women don't trust each other. They don't, and I think that is such the devil when the yeah. when, when God's gift, when the nurturers, when the mothers are can't be nurturing and trusting towards each other. Yeah. And so I just really want to just 
Yes, that's right. Especially after 2020. There's a lot of trauma that, that sociologists are saying that that our country, that our world is in for as a result of 2020, that we haven't even discovered yet. So you guys need each other. So I strongly encourage you guys, get prayer partners, keep up with each other, love on each other, and don't and don't let a person's season of bitterness make you give up on make be fed up with them. Because here's the deal, God didn't do any of you like that. Right, right. Oh, that's so good, Ronnie. Thank you so much. Would would you, um, I'm going to, first of all, I'll let everyone know how to find y'all and, and, and how to find the church. And and um, I will also be putting this on my podcast. I didn't ask you, but I'm going to. <laughs> um, but uh, would you would you mind praying this out, Ronnie? I, I mean, I think that would be so wonderful if you had the time. Got it. You got it. Let's close our eyes as we keep looking. God, how we thank you for this time, God. I thank you for every testimony on this Zoom call, God. I know that everyone doesn't look like what you brought them out of, God. I thank you for the valley. I thank you for the tough times. I thank you when the lights were off and they found you, God. I thank you, God, that any plot of enemy or by just haters, God, was not enough to keep them from this moment, from this season. So, God, we, of course, celebrate and pray for the mountaintop experiences, God. But I thank you for the strength in the valley that you gave them, God. I thank you, God, that they, like time makes, they took a, a lick and kept on ticking. I thank you, God, that they're in, a, they're in a season right now, not just for themselves, God, but to pour into other women, God. And I pray, as the Bible says, that by the same comfort that we were comforted, we're to comfort others. Yes. Thank you for the visionary. I thank you for the passion of Mindy, God. I thank you for the next season of her life. Well, God, you're going to give her in a tithe of her of her lifespan. You're going to do amazing things into, through, and for her life, God. I pray that this babes in the Bible, God, I pray this thing goes viral. That women will flock to these calls, God. Women who are seeking strength, encouragement, and women who are gifted, who want to serve and love other women, God. May this forum be blessed and protected from drama, mm. protected from naysayers. These women are trying to be seen. They're trying to serve. And I pray that always that the crux and core and ethos of who they are, that they are foot washers called to serve and wash the feet or even the least of those. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, we love you. Thank you. Worship, submit, and surrender. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Yes. Oh, thank you, Ronnie, so much. Thank you so much for being here.